The following production is part of the We Be Geeks podcast collective. This podcast is brought to you in part by the Pop Insider. The Pop Insider has all the latest in news, merch reviews, and other geeky goodness. Whether you're a wizard, a Sith Lord, or a superhero, fuel your fandom at thepopinsider.com. You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam. Trust your audio to Tascam. Forgive the interruption, but I believe this requires your attention. Meanwhile, at the above-ground underwater suborbital volcano lair... This is urgent. We need a response team. We're already putting together the best move. With all due respect, sir, so am I. I have a plan. <laughs> it's real! Mighty Marvel Geeks. That's what we call ourselves. Sort of like a team. Team? No, no, no. We're a chemical mixture that makes chaos. We're, we're a time bomb. Well then, son, you've got a condition. Your show about all things Marvel with Mike, Kylan, and Eric. What a bunch of losers. I am Groot. That I did know. These people may be isolated and unbalanced even, but I believe with the right push, it can be exactly what you need. Suit up. I'm bringing the party to you. I have indeed been uploaded, gentlemen, online and ready. And welcome to another issue of Mighty Marvel Geeks. It is the intrepid trio, Eric, Eric, and Larry. I mean, Eric, Kylan, and myself, Mike. How's everyone doing? I was about to say, when did a new Eric show up? <laughs> it's in that loop of somewhere. Time Stone. Have you been playing with the Time Stone again? We discussed this. I was playing with the Time Stone. No playing with the Time Stone in the suborbital above ground underwater whatever lair. I gotta do so- I gotta do something while I'm on medical leave because of knee surgery. But then wax the hell of us then. That's there Kyle. you go. Colin's been doing do it. The Miyagi method. Wax on, wax off. Wax on, wax off, you know? Last time I went towards the hell of us to do something except sit in it, Kylan almost chewed my head off. Uh, yeah, well, you know. Well, you got to do it when he ain't looking, dude. I mean, I, as, long, as long as you don't push any of the buttons that say do not push, you'll be fine. Have you not, have you not seen Kylan sleep with his eyes open? That's scary, dude. <laughs> you get used to it. <laughs> Um, check out the homepage, MightyMarvelGeeks.net. Down the right-hand side is our affiliates, like Biddy Boomers and Superhero Stuff, in our web store where you can get some great goodies. Um, you can also check out Heroes and Villains, who they've got some new stuff out. Um, T Public, I am actually working on a new mask for us, new face mask. Uh, oh, sweet! I've got one for for Wookie Radio. It's the logo with the Smuggler's logo on the other side. I'm thinking for us, the Mighty Marvel Geeks logo on one side and the Hella Bus on the other side. Oh, okay. Okay. (laughs) 
that's that's what I'm thinking. All right. That's what I'm thinking. Get that hellabus on on a mask, and the hellabus and that hellabus is coming soon on on clothing as well. I'm I'm fully rocking that shirt. Yeah, I'm gonna have to get one myself. Um, speaking of rocking, this news today has been rocking the whole day. Yeah, let's go with. Chris Evans returning as Captain America. Uh, he tweeted something later today. I'm and getting... I don't know if games are being played. He said, this is news to me. We're, we're getting to that. I'm building to that. Okay. Oh, okay. 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 So, so I, I, I'm just, I'm just going to say this back in, I think it was what? 2014. I think it was. Uh, he said he he told Variety that he wanted to retire from acting altogether and step behind the camera once once his contract with Marvel was up. That that didn't last. Well, this this is kind of like to to use a football analogy. Every time Urban Meyer says I'm retiring from coaching and I'm not coming back <laughs> within just a couple of years, he's back. Oh, you mean like the current news where he's now the new coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars? Yeah, and that'll <laughs> last until he retires again. But yeah, but he's back in Florida. Again, He'll get death threats again. Well, see, here's the thing. You know, stuff like this, uh, and according to the news stories that I have seen, now y'all have may see different ones. It's not a done deal. The words I kept seeing in in these stories were in talks too. Right. In other words, we're discussing him coming back. This is not a he is coming back. Right. Well, well speaking of in talks, too, uh, this story comes to us. Most of these Chris Evans stories are coming to us from comicbook.com. Um, Chris Evans is reportedly returning to the role of Captain America after he was largely thought to be finished with it after Endgame. The actor is in talks with Marvel Studios to finish a deal that would see him suit up once again. It is unknown whether the deal between Evans and Marvel has closed yet. Um, he's expected to return in at least one Marvel property with the door open for him to appear in another movie later. Um, the report also points to Evans reprising the role in a supporting capacity, not a standalone Captain America movie, in the vein of Robert Downey Jr. playing Iron Man in Captain America Civil War, Spider-Man Far From Home, etc. Now, I could see that, especially if you're in the Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, him coming in for a cameo where, you know, he's coming in for a cup of coffee with Bucky and Sam, you know, looking like, you know, an undead Joe Biden. Uh, I'm sorry. He just looked rough at the end of Endgame. But you know what? We didn't we did not question that. We did not. You know, we, we just accepted it because, you know, he's he has he has actually lived the last several decades. Well, right. the other thing. The other thing with cameos in Falcon and Winter Soldier is what their flashbacks with Bucky to World War II. Right. You, you, I know why you're saying this. I, I, this is the one time I'm honestly not building up to Howling Commandos. <laughs> but you baloney that, me, good sir. You baloney the crap that, out of me. But that is a good idea. And I'm giving you credit for putting that thought in my head tonight. <laughs> I, I don't believe that I had anything to do with putting that thought in your head. 
You put that thought you in my head. That that's almost like you accusing me of putting the Howard the Duck image in your head because I, I really don't believe that. Oh, Howard the Duck. You, yeah, yeah. You want Howard the Duck? Not really, but okay. There's Howard the Duck. There's Howard the Duck on his wall, always staring down at you as you record. Yep. Anyway, um, Marvel has not commented on Evans returning to the role. So the way I interpret this first part, agree or disagree, I think this is Evans coming to Marvel going, I think there's a hole I could fill that may make it easier for you for future films or future projects. Hmm. because I'm still alive and Tony Stark is dead. Hmm. Okay. So let's, let's let just for the sake of argument and for content for this podcast, let's assume this is real. And we've done this just, just a little bit here, just a second ago. Where would you put him? Because all right, Tony Stark was a logical fit for the Spider-Man movies. Right. right? Because he was kind of like the mentor figure. Right. Right. Outside of Falcon and Winter Soldier, where's Cap going to be? Well, well, you know, if if they decide to do a Howling Commando series, (laughs) in which that thought was put into my head tonight by someone on the other side of a microphone. You baloney me, good sir. (laughs) Uh, Other option is... um, what if they uh, do a season three of Agent Carter that takes place in a in-game or a uh, um, Infinity Stone altered timeline? Yeah, I mean, okay, I, I'm I'm going to take that ball and I'm going to run with it for a second. Go for it. What if we get to see him returning the stones? And I say this for one reason and one reason only. I want to see what happens when he goes back to return the soul stone. Okay. That lead, we will jump ahead to another article from. Oh, crap. You- <laughs> comicbook.com. Should Marvel do a Captain America Infinity Stone series with Chris Evans? You're, you're serious. I'm dead serious. <laughs> Okay. Was written oh, on I, was I, I written gotta, January it was posted January fourteenth at six twenty one PM. Okay, y'all, I gotta set this up. Now the the way we do things, I'm gonna pull back the curtain a little bit. Mike is the one that uh, assembles most of the stories. Kylan and I don't see them as much, and I prefer just to go in cold so he can get my you know, my, my honest at the time reactions. So I had no idea that that had come out. Sometimes I do put the stories up so you guys could see. No, no, you do. And you do a good job of that. I'm just saying I don't look. Tonight's one of those night nights. I didn't put them up because I wanted everything to be a surprise. Okay. Well, see, that's why I'm doing it. I'm going in because I'm like little, little Ralphie at Christmas. I don't want to see what I'm going to get during the show. Well, it's not a Red River BB gun, so. Well, that's good because I think I'd shoot my eye out. Tonight, maybe. Tonight, maybe. Uh, so to continue on. Marvel fans got a thrill today when they learned that Chris Evans is returning to the MCU. Even though Evans won't confirm anything, Trace say he's in at least one Marvel property with the door open for a second film. Uh, speculation now has turned to where and how Evans could show up in the MCU Phase 4 slate. Um, 
One interesting notion sprung up in chat threads as fans reacted to the news of the Evans comeback, a Captain America Infinity Stones series, which could help fill in some major MCU plot holes. This is comicbook.com talking, not us. We're just using the story for content. So... Uh, a limited series about Cap's actual experience returning each Infinity Stone could be a much-needed epilogue to the Infinity Saga. Each stone comes along or comes with obvious complications and powers that can make it difficult for Cap to easily return it, along uh, with plenty of fun potential MCO character cameos as Rogers revisits key Infinity Stone moments from other films. On a deeper level, it would allow Cap to wrestle with some deep temptations of power and godhood, something the character has done in the comics, as he holds the means to change events or reality itself. That could be the key to helping Marvel fans better understand why Rogers ultimately chooses the life with Peggy in night in the 1950s and just how his older self exists in the same timeline as end games as the end game events there's also a tremendous opportunity to take captain america to planet vormir for a long-awaited reunion with red skull and a much-needed conversation with scarlett johansson's black widow who still deserves some kind of better eulogy than she got in Endgame. amen to that so you know, I, the more you talk about that, the more you read from that article, the more I would so totally be down with this. Because, all right, you 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 get to see the wider Marvel Cinematic Universe through Steve Rogers' eyes. Right. Because you, you think about it, when it's all said and done, he's just a kid from Brooklyn, in his own words. So you have a kid from Brooklyn all of a sudden strolling through the palace of Asgard. You know, he had never even been into space until the, the first part of, of Endgame. Right. So, you know, he's kind of like, oh, well, so this is where Thor hangs out. Or, well, you know, the last time I saw you, Johann Schmidt, you were like being teleported out of a jet bomber. You know, just being able to see his reaction to all this, I think would make for a very interesting series. Yeah. Even if just a mini series. Yeah. And just. And honestly, I'm going I'm going to be honest here. I would love to see the reunion, you know, whatever she's doing, you know, clearly because at the end of Endgame, this, this apparently just happened. Right. Right. Peggy's door is still open. You know, she hasn't even had time to shut the door. So whatever she's doing, I want to see what happens if she's in there baking chocolate chip cookies. I want to see her turn around and drop the pan because there is Steve freaking Rogers. Well, how about this one? How about we see Steve go back to that point with Peggy to not only did Peggy help create shield, but so did Steve. And it was his shield that inspired the name. Okay. Do you guys remember one of the very first episodes of agents of shield? Yeah, where people, where you know where I'm going with this, where yeah. somebody is sitting down talking to Grant Ward and said, "Yo, yo, what do you make of this?" He said, "It sounds like somebody put words together so they come out to be Shield." Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Wouldn't it be a laugh and a half if that's exactly what happened? Yeah. 
You know, you're and, right. And, and here's another thing. We got to find out what happened to that shield. You remember? Because yeah. it got busted. Yeah. It did. It got busted, but the one he hands off to Sam ain't busted. No. So the question becomes, where did it come from? Right. Because Howard said in Captain America First Avenger, that shield, that's all the vibranium they had. Right. There was none left. They used it all up to make that one shield. But who's who's oh, to say huh? who's to say Cap didn't go to Wakanda and dealt with T'Challa's father about getting more to make a new shield? That is not beyond the realm of possibility. I would say it's not likely. There, there is a story in the comic where Steve, where St- Steve, somehow ends up in Wakanda, and uh, he meets uh, T'Chaka. That's uh, uh, T'Challa's dad. At this point in time, I mean, we're we're starting to hit multiverse too. Yeah. Yeah. Who's to say this is oh, a, a a multiverse? Yeah, and and if I remember right, we posed the question after Endgame. It's kind of like how splintered or how screwed up the the timeline is, you know, now that Steve has gone through and returned everything. Now, here's right. the question. Does he come back as the Steve Rogers that says... Hail Hydra. Hail Hydra! I, I, don't, think that, I don't think they're going to do that in MCU. <laughs> okay, all right. Do you remember when we had Tom Brevoort on here? Yep. Yep. Do you remember me asking him, you know, if the, you know any any ideas that sounded good at the time, but kind of turned out to be not quite so good? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And his answer was, "Well, I can't say that because I, I can't." He said, "The one I'm thinking of, I can't say because it's been too soon." He did. And and you know, y'all y'all's mileage may vary, but I took that as saying the Cap Hydra. I I took it as that as well. Okay. So so with that in mind, I I don't think we'll ever see MCU Cap ever saying that. No. I would never say never. Because he did exactly that in Endgame. I'm saying he would never say that because he believed it. Right. But again, if if he says it, then we come find out he's a multiverse Cap. And at his point, in his state, in his world, Hydra is the good guys and Shield's the bad guys. You're talking about like the framework. Yeah. You know, there there's potential for that. You talk about, like, say, where he, uh, he arrives at a point in the timeline where something has gone wrong. Kind of like Star Trek Mirror Universe kind of thing. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's only his returning the particular stone that set things right. Right. Yep. You know. I had been approaching this from like everything's going along hunky dory, and it's just him like returning it in, kind of like, you know, kind of like a, a DoorDash kind of thing. Hey, I'm just delivering this. I'm going to leave it here on the doorstep, ring the doorbell, take a picture, and I'm gone. <laughs> there you go. But, but if you put it into the framework of, you know, each episode, he's returning a stone and he's got to set things right. Before he leaves it and heads off to the next one, almost a very quantum leap kind of thing. I was about to say infinity, infinity leap, <laughs> infinity quantum leap. <laughs> Every time Steve Rogers jumps, he hopes that this will be the jump home. Yep. Come on, Al. What do you mean you slept with Peggy Carter? <laughs> what do you mean oh, you? It was New Year, Sam. We were drunk. 
Um, I mean, that's a possibility. I, I think that would make a very interesting concept. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it actually fits better because I, I don't know about you guys. I can't really think of any existing Marvel property that we know of where he would be. I, I don't want to use the words a good fit, but. Uh, <sighs> I could see I mean, him. You wouldn't put him in Thor: Love and Rockets. No, you wouldn't put him in Guardians of the Galaxy. No. But maybe the Eternals. And Why? Uh, it has something to do with one of the stones, which triggers him, triggers them coming to Earth. That's I a mean, possibility. He, he could show up in Black Panther two. Especially if on his return, he also repl- he also brought back one of the heart shaped herbs. Oh, here's the thought. Yeah. What if he's there yeah. to? What if he is there to attend to Chala's funeral? There's that as well. Because I, if I remember correctly, not too long ago there was a statement by Marvel saying it was just last week. You know, they're yeah, they're not recasting for for Chadwick Boseman. And right. they're not doing CGI for him either. No. Which I think is, you brought kudos to Marvel for that. Yeah. Even, I mean, even there's though, still the question. Even though there was fan outrage. Huh? I, I had heard some fan out. Well, no. Why can't you just recast them in order? Because. No. No. no Chadwick Bosman, you recast Black Panther. You do it the way that we have talked about and the way it was done in the comics. Sherry takes over as the new Black Panther. I think that right. would be an, I think that would be the the best possible solution. I mean, you can't I mean, you don't bring back Killmonger. No. No. You no. don't bring in like, oh, well this was T'Challa's long-lost brother or something. Uh-uh, no, don't. It no. needs no, it needs to be no. Shuri and then it does. and then you have Shuri have a cameo with Miss Marvel, maybe in the Miss Marvel series. And in Captain Marvel, too. Okay, you know, I see where this could be a, you know, up until Endgame, Tony Stark was the tech consultant. Yep. Mm -hmm. If if you needed a tech-based solution, you would go to Tony. Mm -hmm. I see Shuri filling that role now. Right. You know, you might could go to Hank Pym, but you might could go to Bruce Banner, but you are definitely going to want to go to Shuri. In the absence of Reed Richards, mm-hmm. she is the smartest person in the MCU. Okay. Is. Well, here, here, here's my deal. Uh, to continue on with my thought. I'm when sorry, you, I completely hijacked no, you. No, no. Your hijack is l- leading me towards this direction. Okay. Okay, well, then you're welcome. Uh, which, was part, which was part of my thought, uh, or... I guess subconsciously I was heading this this way when I mentioned Sherry appears in the Miss Marvel series off and on. Okay. She appears in the Captain Marvel movie. How hard, you know, we got She-Hulk coming. Right. Do you not see where I'm starting to go? You're talking about the A-Force, right? Then the, the major crossover movie for the end of phase four or beginning of phase five is A-Force. Well... You know, didn't didn't Feige say, you know, there will be more Avengers movies coming out? This would be right. the best way to do it. Because if you do post-Secret Wars, and we are getting Secret Wars. Okay. 
or secret invasion. Might as well okay. be secret wars. Your team. Uh, Shannon Flynn for the win. Your team for A Force after post secret wars is Captain Marvel. Medusa, who they could bring in Medusa from the Inhuman series, because as much as the show, as as much as the show fell flat, she was perfect. I I do not disagree with you, but I just I don't see them bringing any anybody in from the Eternals. I would okay. I would see, but but she's Inhuman. It's from the Inhumans, not Eternals. I'm sorry, Inhumans. She's the only one see, I would see at the moment. Yeah, I would see Daisy from Agents of Shield brought in before I, I would anybody from the Inhumans. Mm-hmm. Well, here, well, here's the rest of the team: Singularity, Nico Minoru, and Dazzler slash Dazzler Thor. You know who I want to see part of that team? I want to see Barbara Morse. Yeah. Ooh. I want to see Mockingbird as part of this. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And, and part, uh, of, part of my rationale here is because I don't think you were saying that, you know, Scarlett Johansson deserved a better send off than what she got in Endgame. I agree completely. Mm-hmm. But let's talk about who else got, you know, got a bum deal as a send off. Absolutely. Yeah. That would be Bobby and Nick. I'm still mad because we didn't get uh, Most Wanted. Still soft. I am mad because we did not get Dominic freaking Fortune. Oh, that was I. You know how excited I was to actually see him on. I can't. And see, so you can get you can get whoever you wanted for that. And there is still an opportunity to fold Most Wanted into the MCU. Yep. Kevin Feige, make this happen, dadgummit. Please. 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 We promise. With sugar on top. Yeah. And a big honking cherry. And sprinkles. Yeah. (laughs) Sprinkles out the wazoo. Yes. Please. And Mike's just sitting there mad because we totally hijack his conversation. No. No. (laughs) Mike is like the Kermit the Frog from the original Muppet show. He's just trying to keep this all together by the skin of his teeth. And the the rest of us are like Animal and Fozzie and the the rest of the electric mayhem is just kind of like. As they're singing Danny Boy. Exactly. Oh, Danny Boy. Oh, Danny Boy. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Oh, boy, oh, boy. I'm going to have to find that drought. <laughs> Not tonight, but so, yeah, we go um, A-Force. Add, you know, as we talked about, add Quake, add Bobby, add Sherry. May. May, yes. we got to have Agent May. If we bring in Quake, we better bring in May. Bring in May. At first, I was thinking you were talking Aunt May. I will never turn down Aunt May. No, no. The Marissa Tomei Aunt May. Uh, no. As Agent, as Agent May. Then you have, <laughs> then you have Agent May and Agent May, or no, Agent Parker and Agent May. Yeah, yeah. You know, I can, I can handle that. Then, since there's been rumors of Ironheart, bring her in as well. Yes. Why not? And then Why Shira, not? And that's how, she, and we come find out Ironheart is Shuri's assistant. And Shuri has her, at the request of Pepper, to go through Tony's work to create new potential armor. And, Kevin appro- Feige, and approve. Are you listening to this? I hope you are. Kevin Feige, you better be taking notes. Because this is gold right here. Because we, This is how to- you introduce the first Marvel African American superhero, woman superhero. There you go. You know, I may just have to send this episode to Kevin Feige. Mm-hmm. 
Kevin Feige, come on this show and let's talk. Oh, yeah. Please. I hey. would love to sit down and just talk with you, regardless about, you know, it, it, heck, if you're an Ohio State fan, we'll talk about football. You know what? Put us in as extras on a show. Oh, my as, God. As, as letting us be like shield podcasters or even hydra podcasters in the background i just want to keep the costume and the swag and whatever swag we could get i don't have to get monetary payment oh my are God. you saying we'll work for costume we'll work for swag or i'll work for, we'll swag. Work for swag i there will is work our title right there i'll there work for swag at this point in time. I, I, won't, I won't i won't speak for you guys but i'll work for swag i'll work for swag is that the so that's uh, the show title? We'll, we'll work that for is swag. our show title. We'll work for swag. <laughs> hey, I'm not trying to get a sack card here. No, no, no. You know, we can we can be the type that just stay in for like five seconds before we die a gruesome death. See, we could be sitting at some shield base somewhere in, in an office that looks like a recording studio and it says shield podcast on it. And here's the three of us going, what, what we're recording here. You, you know what? On this subject, on this subject, we can be tagged mm-hmm. in Trepatria uh, on the subject. I, I think if, if they were to do a Steve Rogers returns the stones miniseries for like Disney plus. Right. Mm-hmm. We talk about the reunion with Peggy Carter. Yep. Right. And rightfully so, because that we definitely need to see that happen. We definitely need to see the, the moment of reunion. I want a Steve Rogers and Phil Colson moment. Oh, uh, yeah. I want because a- think about this. Tony Stark died not knowing that Phil was alive. Right. Really, all the Avengers think that he's still dead. The only one from Marvel Phase 1 that's not part of S.H.I.E.L.D. was Sif, right? Uh, No, there is one other group out of – there's only one other character in Phase 1 outside of Sif who would have known. Well, aside from Nick Fury. One more who would have known Coulson was still alive. And that is? I'll give you all three guesses. Maria Hill. Bingo. Okay. Okay. Oh, snap. No. All right. You know what? Everything I just said, I, I don't take it all back. But but there is I, I do want to see if you're gonna reca- if you're gonna rebuild the Avengers, if you're gonna have a new team of Avengers, mm-hmm. there is one character who who desperately needs more screen time, and that is Deathlock. Oh. I, I thought Ooh. you I thought you said oh. it was gonna be uh the guy who's the subject of this that I can't find. Uh that man is playing Galaga. Thought we wouldn't notice, <laughs> but we did. Well, he will up. He will have upgraded to Skyrim at this point. <laughs> True, but no, no. If we're talking about characters that need, if, if we're already bringing in Quake and May and and Coulson, mm-hmm. dear God, we need Deathlock. Oh yeah, I agree. I mean, bring him into a new Avengers lineup, no. or, or if nothing else, just oh man, I got just it. Think, I got it. I got think, it. I got it. Okay. Bring Deathlock in with Nick Fury and Talos in Secret Invasion. Ooh. I am so totally down with that. <laughs> yes. That's a capital idea. I, yeah. I, honestly, I don't care how you bring Deathlock in. Just freaking bring him in. 
this episode's getting eight. Give this him e- a broom and he is sweeping up in the background somewhere. Fine. This episode's being sent to Kevin Feige. I mean, like, I, I hated that. I was hoping that we would have gotten just a little bit of of Deathlock in, in in the last season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. We did yeah. not. I, I, there was this part of me that just kind of hoped that, you know? Didn't didn't he make a brief appearance in the final episode, in, one of the, in the final season? I don't remember, but... And here's another thought. Imagine what happens to Deathlock if Shuri does some upgrades. Oh. I mean, I know that in in the comics, Deathlock really didn't have a whole lot to do with the Avengers or or with you know Black Panther or anything like that. But yeah. with the MCU, all bets are off. We are building a whole new reality here. Right. And if anybody deserves some Wakandan upgrades, it is that man right there. Exactly. I mean, if Bucky could get upgrades, he sure could. Just saying. Yeah. I mean, it's almost because we still have Rhodey as War Machine. Right. We we are always going to have Rhodey as War Machine. I just I, I would love to see Deathlock be some sort of uh, I don't I don't want to say a War Machine, but I guess that's kind of where I was going. But I mean, Deathlock has needs to have a place in the MCU going forward. Yes. If he is not a, a major character, a, a lead character, I'm okay with that. But he needs he needs a home. He was developed far too much just to be forgotten. Right. Right. And he is too much of a sympathetic character because I mean he's a single dad whose only concern is for his son. Right. I mean, that is that is a story we need. Yeah. And you could play so much like the uh Oh, the the uh, the 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 '90s version of Deathlock. Uh, Dennis Cowan, I think, was the writer. Mm-hmm. That that Deathlock series was so powerful and so incredibly awesome mm. that you need you need to pull, you could do far far worse than pull from that. Right. Okay, so I was wrong. Wrong. Darth Vader is not Luke's father. No, he is. Okay, good. Um, last time we see Deathlock, a.k.a. Michael Peterson, right, is in the episode titled The Real Deal, Season 5, Episode 12. That's where he's revealed that he's been working for Coulson, right? I think so. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because prior to I, that... I, I'm just saying, give me more Deathlock. Prior to that, the last time we see him is in Season 2. Right. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. But give me more Deathlock. Yeah, there's a place in the MCU for him, along with Quake and Agent May, and well, not necessarily Coulson, but you know that's okay. Well, I do I'm, want to see a re- I want to see a reunion scene with there. Although, I you know it's Coulson. I mean, Coulson's tooling around now in um in in Lola. I mean, okay, not the Coulson, but a Coulson. Yeah, a Coulson. I would like to see. I would like to see any adventure, really. Yeah. You know, we we won't have a Tony Stark and Coulson moment. No. Which I think that would have been perfect mm-hmm. because it was Coulson's seemingly death that basically that that solidified the Avengers. Right. That that really 
that was the turning point. That was a turning point for Tony. Mm-hmm. Whether it was the turning point or not, it was a turning point. Exactly. You know, Steve, not so much, but I think that would be great because Colson idolizing Cap, I, I think that would be that would be a great scene right there. Right. You know, and, and really all the Avengers had some interaction with him. Well, wouldn't it be cool, too, if that interaction was he turned around, looked at Colson and said, I know they're in your jacket pocket. Pull them out and I'll sign one for you. Oh. Talk about the cards. You know, that would be awesome. That that would be cool. That would be a nice tie in. Yes. Either either that or he takes the cards from the Avengers movie mm-hmm. and has them all signed and has them back to him. Oh. Blood stain and all. No, no, no. Here's what you do. Let's bring this back to the Steve returns the stones idea. Okay. All right. He meets a little kid Colson. Oh. He signs the cards and he hands them to him. Oh. And this is where Colson gets the hero complex for Captain America. Mm-hmm. So basically, Steve makes him a fan and causes him to do all this stuff and collect and keep the keep the cards, the cards that are used for the push in Avengers. Ooh, yeah. So you have that nice little circle of life kind of thing. Right. Circle of Colson. (laughs) It's the circle, the circle of Phil. (laughs) But I mean, those would be just really nice little moments that tie in. Yeah. And I think anytime you can make this hashtag, it's all connected, you should do it. Yeah, I agree. You need to figure out how to make it connected again. That's the key. Well, I think we just did, didn't we? I think we did. Kevin Feige, take notes. Please. We will we, we, we'll work for swag. We meant that. That's just not just, you know. Yes, we meant that. Hollywood talk. No, we mean it. <laughs> have your people call our people, please. But we, we don't have, have people. We okay. are our people. We are. Yeah. We are the people. Yeah. So we are the world. Sorry. Sorry. We no, are the, do the not agents. Be USA for Africa here. <laughs> I had enough in 1985. I don't want to get it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh. 35 years later. God, I feel old now. Well, with what you <laughs> with what you just said, be 135 years later. Because you said 1885. Did I say 1885? Yes, but it's okay. The year is currently the year 3031. So, <sighs> I'm, see, I'm this gonna, is I'm what happens when 2020 turns 21 and starts drinking. I this. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna run that 3031 line into the ground. Yes, you are. Yes, I will. 3031. So that's like flying cards and RoboCop stuff, or. Even though I know technically in the movie we were a bit past when RoboCop would have happened, but you know, hey, right now we're if we go by cinematic timelines, we're in Mad Max. We're in Mad Max, yeah. Or Johnny Mnemonic. Either way, it's the extremes of both worlds. (laughs) Do I get my own Dina Meyer at this point? Because I really could stand my own Dina Meyer. Okay. All right. 
Okay. So, um, moving right along. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> it's probably for the best. Um, how about some Marvel must-haves? Week one, WandaVision, Wanda and Vision merch galore. Um, okay. Marvel just recently, and this is coming from the Pop Insider, uh, from Madeline, our friend Madeline. Yay! Um, so the newly announced Marvel must-haves May not technically kick off until Monday, but we need to celebrate early. Uh, first up, we have, uh, of course, the the pops, and there's drinkware. Drinkware with Wanda and Vision on it, and it's okay. They're home with homes where you make it. Uh, so in this, um, yeah, the '50s Funko Pops are out. There's the Wanda Vision wedding band set. Uh, um, there is the WandaVision Strucker watch. Oh, we haven't seen Wolfgang von Strucker in the MCU for a while, but his name and Hydra symbol is on a watch. Seems like it's a sign. This watch will be available for 25 bucks at Hot Topic exclusively. Price $25. Okay. Uh, the, well, okay. Wedding, the wedding band set, uh, 60 bucks. That's not bad, actually. It's a lot better okay. than yeah. uh, the shirt. Uh, there are shirts promoting the show made by the Fifth Son. Uh, again, we're still in the uh, 50s time period. WandaVision 3D bag clips, and they're all black and white. Uh, the WandaVision drinkware two pack. Uh, one pair features Wanda and Vision's faces, and the other says, Welcome to Westview. There is a WandaVision retro pattern Sherpa blanket. And the WandaVision commemorative collector pin, which is available at Shop Disney. Okay. Uh, from Rock'em Socks, WandaVision Hero Pose Socks. You have a WandaVision vintage TV TV set coffee mug, and okay. that's it. That's week one. That's plenty. Okay. So, um, you know, I'd work for that swag. Yeah, I would too. So apparently, there's going to be every week on Mondays, Marvel's going to announce a new thing of, uh, well, according to Madeline's other article, uh, every week starting Monday, July 18th, Marvel uh, fans can visit the Marvel must-haves landing page, which is marvel.com forward slash shop forward slash marvel dash must dash haves to find new collectibles, apparel, home goods, and anything else inspired by the previous week's episode. Okay. So it's kind of okay. taking over Mando Mondays. Um, but the 50, but the Marvel 50, Marvel must-haves 52-week program is going to... St- be launched by going weekly with WandaVision. Okay. okay. All right. Cool. You, you know, they should do this on Wednesdays. I agree. WandaVision Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, at the uh, latest Marvel Monday reveal uh, from, uh, from Hasbro, Marvel Legends goes green with a She-Hulk figure. And this figure is pretty darn good. Took them long enough. <laughs> um, let me copy the link. Yes, yeah, show us this because I, you know I, I've always liked She-Hulk mainly because She-Hulk did not have it, it did not take itself totally seriously. Right. No. 
Oh, no, this is actually a pretty good. I like this. Yeah. I like this figure. This is a very nice sculpt. It is. Um, so not sure how close this will be to what they're looking for for um, for the Disney Plus series. But I think this is cool. It looks like it's going to come with uh, two different right hands and two different heads. Yeah. Which looks pretty awesome. Yeah. I mean, the detail on this on this figure looks really, really good. Yeah. Hopefully this interchangeable right hand will not be like the Johnny, the Johnny West ones from my yeah. childhood. Yeah. So, um, and then, uh, I'm trying to figure out where, okay. So it hasn't released in the U S yet. Luna snow. Let's well, put the crimp otherwise dang yeah. plan. Luna snow has, uh, made her appearance or arrives in Marvel super war. But right now that is, Asian countries only that the that the game's even appearing in. Yeah. Um, but also too got this from um press release from Marvel. Darkhawk reclaims his destiny as the hero's thirtieth anniversary kicks off. Dear ah. God has it been thirty years. Yep. I guess it has. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So because I collected a lot of the early Darkhawks and I like the storyline. I like the character design. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that I always thought Dark Hawk was kind of underrated. I agree. But yeah, I'm going to have to go back on Marvel Unlimited and I'm going to have to start, you know, rereading a lot of the early stuff and, and just see where they've taken him from, from there. And I've got, they had a Marvel Legends action figure based on him. Yeah. Yeah. I remembered uh, you, you, it, you. It was in the, it. it was in the Masters of Mind series. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because they also had Vance Astro from the original Guardians of the Galaxy. Right. Which I, I thought, I, I like the fact that they, that Marvel Legends, that they will take characters, their deep cuts. Right. I mean, you have your Iron Mans and your Thors and your Spider Mans. You have the the A list popularity characters, but they'll pull in some like the Dark Hawk and the the Vance Astro and the Beta Ray Bill. Yes, and and, and the Sentry and the others mm-hmm. because. There are just so many out there that deserve more attention than they get. Agree. And Darkhawk is definitely one of them, in my opinion. Right. I, 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 um, when when I saw that figure of him, I was like, "Wow!" Like that would that was a that was a character I didn't think I would ever see in 3D anywhere. You know. Yeah. Right. And, and you know that's a character that could make a good addition to the MCU or a Disney Plus series or something mm-hmm. like that. Right. And had we gotten the new Warrior series, we might have gotten him. Yeah. You know what? I mean, isn't memory serves me right? Isn't Dark Hawk kind of tied to Egyptian mythology, kind of sorta in a way? I, you know, not according to the issues that I have read. Okay. Now Nova kept going up against the Sphinx. He right. was he was an arch nemesis, but and when Darkhawk was part of the New Warriors, you know, I remember they were going up against the Sphinx a time or two. Right. While he was part of the lineup. Yeah. And Nova would be another character that would be a great addition. Yes. 
both both grumpy old man Rich Ryder and Sam Alexander. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, gentlemen, it is that time. Free ice cream? Nope. Uh, you're no fun anymore. Here are the picks of the week. Oh, that time. That time. And I'm going to start us off because uh, I've got the MU pick this week. And typically, whoever's got the MU pick starts us off. Well, aren't you special? Just for tonight. Um, my first pick is X-Force number 16. Uh, Terrors of the Deep, Forge, Wolverine, and Quentin Quarry brave the depths of the sea where a deadly discovery reveals a dark side of Karoka. Krakoa? Krakoa, that too. Yeah, that's so. Um, Eric, how about your first pick of the week? Okay, my first pick of the week, we're, I'm going with kind of a, uh, of a theme here this week, and I'm starting off with an X title as well. This is the X-Men Days of Future Past trade paperback, and this was one of my favorite storylines because I, I guess you could say this is the, the first appearance of quote-unquote old man Logan mm-hmm. because you saw an older Logan in here. It says, it was the best of times, it was the worst of times. The sensational creative team of Chris Claremont and John Byrne followed their industry-changing Dark Phoenix saga with the equally revolutionary Days of Future Past. Relive the legendary first journey into the then far-off dystopian future of 2013. 2013. That was seven years ago. Days of Future Past is now seven years old. I guess eight years old. Oh, what, the movie? We're set. No, well, the comic. Not the movie. Oh. You know, Sentinel stalked the Earth, and the X Men were mutant kind's only hope until they died. This all time classic is collected alongside more unforgettable tales from the climax of the Claremont Burn run, including the funeral of Jean Grey, the return of Alpha Flight in Deadly Battle with the Wendigo, and Kitty Pride getting a demon for Christmas. Plus, Future star John Romita Jr. shows his artistic chops when the sorceress Margali Zardo sends the X-Men to hell. Now, this collects X-Men numbers 138 through 141, Uncanny X-Men numbers 142 and 143, and X-Men Annual number four. Okay. Kyle, your first pick. My first pick is Iron Fist Heart of Dragon number one of six. Brought to us by Larry Hama, Dave Watcher, and Billy Tan. An Iron Fist epic from legendary creator Larry Hama. Someone is killing Hama. the Hama. Thank you. He, he he corrected me straight up on that. <laughs> well, you know, I don't. I mean, unless he wants to come on the show and correct me, I would be fine with that. Yeah, I I know, I know, but I called him Hama, and he called me, and he corrected me on that, and well, it just kind of went downhill from there. Nope, no problem. Well, someone is killing the ancient dragons that power the heavenly cities, and only Iron Fist and the deadly weapons can stop them if they can discover who they are, who they are in time. Zombie armies, mystical portals, dragon hearts. Some of the Marvel Universe's deadliest fighters all converge in one action-packed extravaganza. And the fate of all worlds hang in the balance. Larry Hama and David Watcher are building a story that hits as hard as the Iron Fist itself. All right. Well, since it's back to me, um, my second pick of the week is King in Black number three. After the last issue's shocking finale, the heroes of the Marvel Universe are reeling. Outgunned and outmanned, 
but never outdone. They unite and face Null, God of the Abyss, as he ensnares the planet in darkness of his reign. Uh, superstars Donnie Case and Ryan Stegman continue to raise the game and the stakes for the Marvel Universe in this earth-shattering epic. So, Eric, over to you. My second pick of the week is the Eternals Trade Paperback Cosmic Origins by Rick Remender, Stuart Emmerman, Adam Kubert, Jack Kirby, Todd Nock, and others. When gods walk the earth, get to know the enigmatic Eternals, beginning with their introductory adventure by none other than Jack Kirby. The King introduced a new mythology for the Marvel Universe with the revelation that humankind is not alone. Thanks to the manipulations of the cosmic giants known as the Celestials, we unknowingly share Earth with the godlike Eternals and their sworn enemies, the misshapen Deviants. Meet Icarus, Cersei, Ajax, and more, and learn the secret origin of their incredible race. Then thrilled to a forgotten tale of the mighty hero Gilgamesh and the thorn in his side called Sprite. And see the sorceress Cersei in a life-changing adventure with the Avengers and her reluctant soulmate, the Black Knight. This is collecting Eternals, the 1976 series, numbers one through three, Avengers Spotlight, number 35, Avengers number 361, and material from What If, numbers 23 through 28. Okay. Um, Kylan, you're... Second pick of the week. My second pick of the week is Avengers number 41, uh, brought to us by Jason Aaron, Javi Guerin, and Lionel Francis Yu. Uh, the battle to decide the all-new Phoenix continues. Who will wield the power of the Phoenix Force? A globe-spanning tournament is underway, under the direction of the Firebird itself, pitting some of Marvel's greatest heroes against their fiercest enemies and also against each other, giving each of them a taste of the awesome cosmic might that is at stake. All will be transformed. Not all will survive. All right. Well, my final pick of the week is Star Wars Dr. Aphra number 7, The Offer. Hired by Domina Tagi. Aphra sets her sights on a mysterious piece of tech that could shift the balance of the Galactic Civil War. Her hunt takes her to Corellia and to Sonastaro's doorstep. But Afra's not the only one on Corellia with an eye on the tech. Dun, dun, dun. Eric, over to you. Final pick. Final pick. I've been saving this for the last because it's my favorite. Conan Chronicles Epic Collection trade paperback, Song of Belit, by Rick Remender, Stuart Emmerman, Adam Kubert, Brian Wood, Becky Cloonan, Missimo Carnival, and others. The Queen of the Black Coast. Conan the Barbarian and the Maritime Monarch Belit are the undisputed masters of the Western Ocean, with their names whispered in fearful awe. But while most seafarers know better than to challenge their reign, strange new threats are arriving from unexpected shores. Conan must return to Samaria to hunt an imposter destroying villages in his name, but he discovers a shocking connection to his own past. In the wake of an unthinkable tragedy and an enormous strain, 
Conan and Belit find their bond buckling. As Belit returns to her childhood home, what she discovers in the sands of Shem could separate her from Conan forever. Meanwhile, Conan seeks clarity through the mind-altering power of the Yellow Lotus. But will the visions revealed to him be more than he can bear? Collecting Conan the Barbarian, the 2012 series, numbers 7 through 25. Sweet. Well, since uh, WandaVision drops tomorrow as we're recording, but drops this has already dropped this weekend as this releases, um, I went for my MU pick from 1974. It's the wedding issue, giant size Avengers number four. Scarlet Witch is imprisoned by the almighty Dormammu, but not if Vision can help it. The Avengers' resident synthesoid travels to the dark dimension to save the woman he loves. But can Vision, a creation of science, hold battle with Marvel's mightiest mystic? Vision and Scarlet Witch versus Umar and the hellish Dormammu. So I picked that just because of WandaVision. Mm-hmm. So, um, I think there's, uh, there's a good reason for that. Yeah. So I want to thank you guys for uh, being with us tonight, being with us and you two for being with me tonight. Well, it's our pleasure. You know, we we really kind of had an open schedule and stuff. Well, <laughs> it's sort of like we kind of do this weekly, very weekly, but we weekly. do. Yeah, I guess we do. Yeah, we do. And uh, so, yeah. And thank you for listening, by the way. Yes. Uh, you know, we didn't, I don't think we said this, or, or at least we didn't say it enough, uh, during our last show of 2020, but you know, we appreciate you coming back week after week and listening to us just bounce ideas and bad jokes off each other. Yes. Yep. And we do that well. So Crazy you know, we're eye rolling going on too, but you know, we <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's a, there, there's a few cringes here and there, but, uh, thank you for, for, doing this journey with us uh yeah we do we would not be here without y'all right no well on that note thursday if you would please all wrapped up here sir will there be anything else just time to go dark gotten even stranger than you already know. At this point, I doubt anything would surprise me. Ten bucks says you're wrong. My name is Mark McCray, and I'm the author of The Best Saturdays of Our Lives. I'm Dan Klink, co-host of The Best Saturdays of Our Lives podcast. The Best Saturdays of Our Lives features programming trends from the 1966 television season all the way through the last hurrah of the early digital age of the 1990s. On the show, if it's animated, we talk about it. Order your signed copy today at tbsool.com. And listen to the podcast at esonetwork.com and all podcast platforms. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.
This has been a Weeby Geeks production.